What's up, guys? This is Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Make sure to check out the latest addition to the Ringer lineup, Music Exists. Each week, Chris Ryan and Chuck Klosterman ask and answer questions about their love of music while exploring the role of concerts, locations, fandom, criticism, genre, lyrics, and much, much more. You can listen to new episodes of Music Exists and follow along every week for free on Spotify. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. So today we're doing things a bit differently. Uh, We are not in our usual studio. In fact, we're all working from home. So the way this podcast is going to work, first half of the show is going to be Kate and I doing checks in with, relationship news, etc. Second half, Amelia will hop in. We'll do the rest of the show. And then for our final category, unanswerable questions will be the three of us together. So just bear with us. Uh, It'll be a little shorter of a show. We're going to obviously talk about the situation at hand and how it's affecting Hollywood a little bit. And then we're going to move on to some positive news and distract you all like our jobs are meant to be. Ready, Kate? I'm ready. First category is Tea Time Checks In with the coronavirus situation in Hollywood. Obviously, we highly encourage everyone to do a lot of their own research. We're specifically talking about celebrities in this lens. Okay, so first thing, the biggest news story in Hollywood related to this issue is that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, They are currently in Australia. He's filming an Elvis Presley movie. Uh, They had really mild symptoms, it seems like. He said he has chills, slight fever, some tiredness. He posted on Instagram, confirmed it himself. He's working with officials. Protocols must be followed. He posted a pretty dramatic uh, photo. It's a glove discarded in a trash bin. Right. It's his thing. It's like the lone glove. <laughs> you know how he always, it's, he does the pictures of like the lone glove, like on the street. And then he's like, Hanks, but he did it. He obviously like staged this like medical glove in this like yellow quarantine trash Correct. bin to like tell the world about his coronavirus. Um, and it's like really sad, but it also like, I, I respect his commitment to his brand. His brand is also saying like, very positive, And that's what the end of this caption is. Yes. It says, not much more to it than a one day at a time approach. No, we'll keep the world posted. Take care of yourself. Hanks. You know what the classic H-A-N-X exclamation mark. Yes. Oh, it's like, it's like the coronavirus was like, who can we target so that the most amount of people will be sad and yes. care? Like, who's the celebrity that like, if they catch coronavirus, it will devastate the most amount of people. And they got Correct. Tom Hanks. He's going to be fine. I'm very optimistic, but... <laughs> It's tough. Uh, and then Chet, their son, who we've talked about very briefly on Tea Time, uh, took to his own Instagram, confirmed it as well, and then was very positive. It just said, thanks so much for your well wishes. I uh, said, they're not tripping. So, you know, we shan't be tripping either. Um, okay, we next one in this category, shan't. Kate. <laughs> I can't believe that's all the time you're going to give to Chet. Yes. Like, I know this is a weird, a weird category, but he was shirtless. He's covered in tattoos. He's like, coronavirus crazy like chat your dad just confirmed it on instagram we know yeah. we get it just fucking chat okay um and other news coachella was obviously postponed um to october it's gonna be two weeks in october uh the final week very close to halloween and basically my initial reaction was first of all this is really smart obviously there have been a lot of cases in california specifically in the coachella valley you know just large gatherings horrible idea right now so Most of the artists are still going to be there. Nobody knows about Frank Ocean. But my biggest question was, you know, we see a lot of cultural appropriation at Coachella. We also see a lot of cultural appropriation at Halloween. 
how bad will this be to have Coachella happening on Halloween? And like, how offensive will people get? Because it feels like very- You know what? This is why we have you on the pod and I'm only half of it because I was looking at Coachella being postponed to October and I was like, this is so great. I can be in jeans. I don't have to diet like crazy for the weeks up up, up until it. Um, I can be in yeah, like a sweatshirt. Yeah, you do that all the time. You never go to Coachella. You've been once. I've been once, <laughs> excuse you. Also, I didn't even like the lineup, so I wasn't planning on going in April. But having a nice breeze right. go through a Coachella Valley and listening to some live music sounds very nice. But you're right. I didn't even think about the Halloween aspect of it. It just feels like a recipe for disaster. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, should we go to the next one? Um, the Bond movie got pushed back. Um, poor Daniel Craig. He's going to be Bond <laughs> forever. Like, he just cannot get out of this role. Uh, a Quiet Place was just pushed back, which I, maybe it's just me, but I'm like, nobody was, like, waiting that, like, on the edge of their seats for A Quiet Place too. Like, John Krasinski made this. Very dramatic announcement. And I was like, I was just going to say, I can wait as long (laughs) as needed for the Emily Blunt and John Krasinski press tour again. I was so unamused by that. It's a very ugly color on me, but I'm good, you know, for multiple years. That wasn't one that I was sad about. Now, today, this was a big one. Um, Fast and Furious 9 was pushed back a whole year to April 2021. I know a lot of people at TheRinger.com who are affected by this. I can't say that I care too much, but yeah, I do feel bad. It it, it is big. I mean, it's it's crazy to consider and... It's just wild to to have that coming up and then, nope. I'm just really anxiously waiting for this next point in the outline. I need you to talk about this right now. Okay, well, uh, Soldier Boy, (laughs) he has a soap business. It's called The Soap Shop. He got a lot of shit for it when he opened his soap shop a little while back. And it's a shop that sells soap, but it also is is affected, um, or excuse me, it affects charities. It's like tied to charities that give back to at-risk communities and things like that. Well, Soulja Boy's soap shop is absolutely thriving in this current era. It has tripled profits. Wow. It's doing extremely well. It's benefiting youth programs. And I just love that Soulja Boy just really took a stand, was like, soap is going to be my thing. And it's paying off for him. Some if good, you to tell you know, me some good things happen. What company or what product Soulja Boy would be selling? I wouldn't have at first assumed soap. I think maybe that would have been my 305th no. answer. But yeah, happy <laughs> for him. And he's obviously, you know, for a good cause. So that's great. It yeah. is. Yeah, we'll take, we'll take it. it. Um, a lot of celebrities have also sort of been trying to turn sort of the coronavirus panic into kind of their viral moment, no pun intended. There have been a lot of memes about hand washing that people have been trying mm-hmm. to get in on. Really most notable was Cisco, which actually this was a pretty good execution. He, um, you know, there's the meme where it's like, you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Instead of singing happy birthday, people have been suggesting songs to sing instead. Cisco did this video where he walked up to a sink, he turned on the sink. He started washing his hands while singing the chorus of the thong song. <laughs> But it actually was like 22 seconds, which is wow. my pet peeve. If you're going to do this meme, you have to pick a song that's 20 seconds. Too many people are just like, oh, here's a chorus of a song that people yeah. think is funny. I'm like, no, it has to be 20 seconds. That's the whole concept. Cisco just did very careful hand-washing technique, got under his fingernails. He did it the whole 20 seconds, turned off the sink, crushed it. So that was some great execution by him. Please take such care with your hand-washing memes. I also wanted to comment on just like some quick overreactions. Howie Mandel apparently just decided to make this a joke and wore a hazmat suit to the taping of America's Got Talent, which was not particularly funny. Naomi Campbell also wore a hazmat suit, not as a joke. 
on her plane. And she has that um, super popular video from a while back of her taking like 15 minutes to clean her entire plane seat. And like, I mean, now she doesn't look Mm -hmm. crazy. At the time, people were like, this is insane. Mm -hmm. Well, she's really upped her ante and now she's wearing a hazmat suit on a plane, but she put like a a fashionable camel cape over it. So yeah, some different techniques being taken by celebrities kind of trying to go go viral I'm really, online. I'm really, really happy that we moved Howie Mandel wearing a hazmat suit from Not Worth the Tea up to the top of the show because I don't want to spend another second talking about that man. Yes. Um, okay, lastly in this category is that Daniel Radcliffe, of all people, was randomly targeted with a false coronavirus rumor. Um, so a fake Twitter account posing as BBC News Tonight says, breaking, Daniel Radcliffe tests positive for coronavirus. The actor is said to be the first famous person to be publicly confirmed. Obviously, news is breaking by the millisecond. People saw this, including myself, and was like, holy shit, Daniel Radcliffe has coronavirus. Was not true. He found out himself from this news um, from his makeup artist because her niece told her. Anyway, he says that he was targeted because he's a pale person, so he always looks sick, Um, in which he doesn't have coronavirus, everyone, so he's safe. And then to everyone out there, also stay safe as well. (laughs) Why Daniel Radcliffe? Why him? All right, moving swiftly along is the next category. This week in social media, why are we talking about Daniel Craig again, Kate? Is this you? Yes. Okay, first of all, he was on the Bond press tour, so he was everywhere before his movie got pushed. And we got to focus on the good things on social media right now. Twitter is just a really toxic place. It's important to have information, but you just need to log off a little bit and focus on some good things. That's what we're going to do in the social media category. And Daniel Craig's (laughs) thirsty-ass photo shoot for GQ this week was one of the good things where he's just like shirtless the whole time, just beefcake like up against the wall, on the bed, on the couch. Those baby blues just piercing (laughs) your souls. And people were for some reason against this, which I'm like, okay, we got to focus on the good things. Like why would you have any problem with anything happening here? But I just really appreciated it. Like he doesn't have to do this. He's like on what? His fourth Bond movie. He's already a huge star. He's already got Rachel Weisz. Like he doesn't need to do this. He did it for also, us. And I'm you're grateful. completely right. He has complete autonomy over what the creative direction of these photo shoots are. And he chose to grace mm-hmm. us with shirtless photos. So we should be nothing but grateful. Right. Say thank you and be <laughs> happy, people. Come on. Okay, next one. Um, also good. Totally different. Um, good thing <laughs> on the timeline. Today, Netflix released the first pictures of the Babysitter's Club TV show that they're doing. Um, It was all over my Twitter feed, which means that I follow the Mm -hmm. right people because this was a huge, huge thing for me growing up, this book series. And it's definitely going to be veered like towards a younger audience. Um, But it was the first pictures of, you know, Christy and Claudia and Stacey and Dawn. And they really just updated that for a modern um, Mm -hmm. audience. And I'm just psyched. They look great. They like copied one of the book covers on the poster just like pure, just joy was what I needed right now. Just joy and nostalgia. A very um, different kind that, of joy than Daniel Craig's, but yes. Yes, both both mm-hmm. important though, mm-hmm. you know? It's important to have balance. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, I feel like we should end this category with just a good Instagram and Twitter accounts to follow in these times. Like we said, it's important to stay educated um, and be informed about what's going on. But when you need a break, A, this is what tea time is for, and B... Here's some ones that you should consider following, both on Instagram and Twitter. 
I would first recommend the doggist on Instagram. Whether or not you're a dog person, I would say I'm not like an incredibly large dog lover, but I think they're extremely cute and I have like a respect from far away for them. Follow the doggist. <laughs> this photographer goes around New York and then travels occasionally and just takes these beautiful portraits of dogs on the street. And the best part is he includes this little quote from the owner about like what makes the dog really quirky and cute. Anyway, it's like very pure. There's like no ads. This, this person is like, you know, not in it for anything else, but taking photos of really cute dogs. So a, I right. love that. And you're really not a dog person. So that is an objective. Uh, yeah, this is an endorsement from, from me. And then secondly, also very different, but just as entertaining is Kate and I's favorite website, which is Reductress. It's similar <laughs> to The Onion, except it's just purely for women. Essentially, it's hilarious. They come up with headlines and tweets. They're also on Instagram, so you can follow them on whatever. But their headlines itself, I think, is the the most exchanged link Kate and I have. Would you say that's right, Kate? I would say that's true. It's like uncomfortably uh, applicable yes. to our lives. Sometimes. Like some of them are like six home decorations that say, I used to roll my Sophie shorts three times. Or study shows women have happier relationships when their partners aren't massive douchebags. And I'm sorry I was being so crazy while you were treating me like shit. Anyway, they're very funny, very pure, sarcastic. The professional ones really get to us sometimes. Indeed. They talk a lot about exclamation marks and emails. Um, Highly, highly recommend The Reductress. Next one recommended from me is Gigi Hadid. With all this free time she has, she has been on her Instagram cooking up a storm in her very beautiful, luxurious Manhattan apartment. Looks really good. She had this barbecue night the other night with cornbread and beans and meat. It looked fantastic. So if you want food stuff, go to her. And then lastly, also in food stuff is Shay Spence. I plugged this guy. uh, He works at People, I believe. Plugged this guy a couple weeks ago because he was the one who single-handedly found and blew up the Shirley Temple King, if you recall. (laughs) Um, Anyway, he's doing God's work. And also he's taking food recommendations uh, in this time of hiatus from his work to just like cook weird stuff on the internet. He did this thing with hot dogs a couple weeks ago. Anyway, that's also just like pure, clean, nice goodness. Kate, do you have any? My final Instagram recommendation is uh, Celine Dion, who honestly could be more active on Instagram, but just her general take on life and fashion right now. She's been all over Twitter. A lot of people have been tweeting like her outfits last week when she was just randomly walking around New York in like ball gowns and like mod boots. And like, she just like is, has no connection with like anyone's like real life, like day to day mindset. It seems like she's just in her own world. And I just find it very soothing. Like, I'm just like, what would Celine Dion do? I, you know, she would I aspire care. to be that level of removed from the world and current affairs. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Okay. I know. But really, my, my main social media take is that Twitter is just, like, pretty exclusively bad right now. And, like, it's important for news and stuff. But you should maybe just, like, limit your time on there. I was on Twitter all day yesterday working from home. And I cannot, do, like, recommend doing anything else yeah. enough. Um, so my, my take is perhaps now... It's time to get really into TikTok. Yes. Thoughts? 100% agree. This is embarrassing to admit, <laughs> but I'm like a very underratedly large fan of TikTok. I spent the day with my youngest brother who's in high school like last weekend or two weekends ago and inevitably signed up for TikTok, spent like six consecutive hours scrolling through videos. It's better than Vine, you guys. You can be more creative. There's more you can do with the videos. There's a lot of, um, luckily I've weeded out, you know, in the algorithm, this stuff, there's a lot of like 16 year olds dancing, which like, I don't need to see, but a lot of really (laughs) funny, really, really funny stuff. So 
TikTok, it's your time. Capitalize on this. It's your time. Okay, next category is not worth the tea. I am excited for this only because the very last thing we're talking about, I have saved for like a week and it's killing me, but I suppose we have to go through these other things first. So Lizzie McGuire, we've been reporting about this reboot that's been stalled, installed, installed uh, from Disney+. Plus. Will it go to Hulu? Will it go somewhere else? Who knows? Um, anyway, more news came out this week. The Hollywood Reporter said that the first episode of the reboot and why kind of production came to a halt was that the pilot dealt with both sex and cheating as a, quote, central plot point, which is just so good to come out guns a fucking blazing in the pilot of Lizzie McGuire being That's like a huge Gordo <laughs> fucked someone else and now the world's in chaos or whatever it is I have so much respect for them just like going balls to the wall right up off the bat it's great honestly I respect just a, a big swing it's bold too because they knew they were going on Disney Plus. That writer's room was hired by like the Disney overlords and they were like you know what we should see if we can get away with is sex and cheating. Anyway, um, <laughs> the new series was supposed to focus on 30-year-old Lizzie living her Newark life in New York City. So obviously the themes like that and plot points would come up. But anyway, I guess they pulled the plug. This was too scary for them. We'll see. There's no other news. Like there's no news on when it will come back, where it will live, if production will keep going. So that's just completely stalled at the moment. Sad. You hate to see it. Okay. Next one, Kate. <laughs> Something you also really hate to see. Last night was like a truly wild like hour of news while like the NBA got suspended. We suspended flights. Like it was just like that truly insane hour of news that I'm sure all of you are aware of if you're listening to this. Something underrated that happened in that hour of news that was like the sixth craziest thing to happen was Sarah Palin was unmasked as the bear on The Masked Singer. This is so fucking crazy. I'm sorry. It's actually horrible. Um, God has forsaken us. And the fact that this was happening while the rest of the world was just like actively breaking down yeah. is just like the most surreal, horrible thing. Some people like still try to talk about it, but it was just like, I like truly just can't even think about this right now. And the fact that this is happening. There was even a picture of the mass, somebody ma- watching the mass singer, Sarah Palin rapping, and then, like, Trump's speech came up, like, on the bottom right-hand corner in, like, that little pop-up where, like, he was talking about flights being canceled, and, like, she was above him just rapping in, like, a pink furry outfit to Baby Got Back, and I was just like, this is the end time. She, this is a Black Mirror episode, she started and, like, tweeting. I want to go home. Yeah, she started <laughs> tweeting, and she was trending on Twitter. Um, I thought that she was appointed to some member of, like, some part of like Trump's party. And I was like, what the fuck? That's weird. I think this is weirder. Like, I think it would have rather, maybe not rather, but like assumed the former than her ending up on the mass singer. This is the biggest um, problem with not recording the three of us. I feel sad that tea time can as a group talk about this. I know (laughs) we, we had to divide it somehow, unfortunately. Okay. Also not worth the tea this week. I I did a quick Google search this week. I was like, what's up with Joaquin Phoenix? Like, what is my guy up to? And it pulled up that article that Jam Session talked about earlier this week about Prince Harry with these pranksters and this Russian like pranking duo. I'm going to try to pronounce their names and I apologize. It's Vladimir Kuznetsov and Alexei Stolyarov, Vovan and Lexis. They prank famous people by like their, their thing lately is that they call people and set up these calls and make them think that they're talking to Greta Thunberg and, like, her dad. And so they did this to Prince Harry, um, and they did it earlier 
to Walking Phoenix and Rooney Mara. Jam Session talks a lot about the Prince Harry thing, but my take is like, Walking Phoenix does everything he can to save this damn world. <laughs> <laughs> and he has tried so hard. He's tried so hard. To, he sits with the pigs. He comforts them. He carries dead animals throughout Hollywood. And like, you're really going to prank him and pretend that you're Greta Thunberg and like want to talk to him about climate and then be like, haha, just kidding, you sucker. Like, honestly, it's a step too far. If you ask that me. feels like, what has he ever done? Right. That feels so specific and like pushing someone down the stairs when they're not looking. Like, you are so right. All he I tries know. to do is fix it's his like godforsaken world. He, he just cared too much. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I know. It made me sad, honestly. <laughs> okay. Last one because Sorry. I want to spend some time on this, Kate. Okay. Grimes. Our girl Grimes, who is currently pregnant. <laughs> she was in the Harper's Bazaar Food Diary series, which honestly, Tea Time has referenced quite a bit. You find out really weird personal info about these celebs when they go on this. It's really like our kind of thing, it is. for sure. Okay. So this is what she has revealed to like eat in an average day. Okay. So first off, like I said, she's pregnant. She's no longer vegan because her body's been craving all different types of things. So Grimes starts her day with what she calls a go cube, which is a caffeinated little cube. So she says that she wakes up like kind of groggy. She plops one in her mouth and then goes back to sleep so that the caffeine cube can like slowly rise her awake, like naturally, which to me is like. Is it, is it like a power bar or is it like a. No, I think it's like a cube, like like a, like a cube cube. What does that mean? I don't know. It's Grimes. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. So then she goes back to bed. This cube rouses her up finally. And for breakfast, she makes butter toast. And then you're like, all right, butter toast. That's totally normal. No. She melts a stick of butter first on a plate. Then she separately toasts a piece of bread. Then she puts the bread like smack dab on this melted plate of butter on one side and then flips it over on the other. So both sides are like, absolutely fucking soaked with butter. Yeah. And then she like spreads some jam on it. So that's her breakfast. Okay. That sounds like if my seven-year-old brother, like at the time was going to be left alone on a Saturday and like woke up and was like, what can I eat? Butter toast. I'm horrified. This woman is with like Elon Musk. Like why is there not a chef that can make something a little bit healthier? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Then she goes on to say, it just gets, it's just such a rich text. She goes on to say, I actually dislike vegetables pointedly, but they're important to eat. It's just vile, like broccoli, like what the fuck? It's actually disgusting. I don't know how anyone eats it. It's like, how have you made it this far? It's like she's, I was, I was expecting her to like kind of do the billionaire thing where they're like really weirdly Yes. And I'm kind of shocked that she's not, like, veering towards that. She's just, like, has the, the appetite of a 12-year-old. Yeah, she does. And just has the means to do whatever she and wants. And she has it. the creativity of a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old would think to melt butter first and just slap a slab of bread on it. And then she goes on to say she makes something called sludge, which is also from the mind of someone quite Ugh. quite young. First, she takes couscous. Great. There's got to be actually some benefits to eating couscous. And then she takes like a ton of sriracha. Then she throws in a bunch of other stuff. She says, throws it all in and makes a sludge. It's a couscous sludge that's spicy. It's also kind of gross. These are oh. all Grimes quotes about what she eats for Why lunch. Why is she doing this to herself? <laughs> like, 
I don't know what I'd rather. If she said I eat a turkey club, I guess I'd be more surprised. I, we shouldn't be surprised that she's made something <laughs> called sludge. That is true. You're right. Um, okay. So then she says she admitted that once for a year or two years, she exclusively ate spaghetti, which led to her doctor diagnosing her with malnutrition. Quote, I won't do that again. <laughs> She's literally like a like a middle schooler. This is the first time I've smiled and I laughed don't... in like days, I think. So honestly, <laughs> thank you, Grimes, for like. Thank you, Grimes. I'm actually shocked by this. And I wonder what Elon thinks of this. Like, if he's, like, out there, like, microdosing with, like, whatever, you know, like, intermittent fasting, whatever weird thing billionaires do. And and she's just like, I'd like some SpaghettiOs. You would think uh, Elon Musk is in the game of, like, I want to live to, like, 150, like, one of those weird tech people that, like, want to be eternal. And this Grimes is straight up not going to make it with him. (laughs) She keeps eating like this. Wow. Um, Kate, this is the end of our half of the show. I feel sad. I'll miss you. It is. I'll be back. I'll be back at the end to do unanswerable questions. Yes, I'll miss you in the meantime. Handing it off digitally to Amelia. Hey guys, this episode of Tea Time is brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. If you haven't tried Bud Light Seltzer yet, what are you guys waiting for? Flavors include strawberry, black cherry, lemon lime, and mango. There's 100 calories and less than one gram of sugar and tastes great. I know it's only mid-March, so I know I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but summer is approaching. At least spring is for sure. And this is a perfect time to crack open a can of Bud Light Seltzer. My favorite flavor right now is lemon lime, but also love mango, and my roommates are a huge fan of the strawberry flavor. I feel like the days are getting longer. It's light for longer. It just, like, really puts you in the mood to crack open just, like, a very cold beverage. And Bud Light Seltzer, with only 100 calories, is the perfect time to do that. It is the perfect happy hour drink to sip on with friends so pick up a Bud Light Seltzer variety pack and try it today okay and for the second half of the show my other co-host Amelia Wedemeyer hello welcome to tea time (laughs) (laughs) missed you on the first half we had to talk about the mass singer um, but I believe we did you justice I hope I'm sure you guys did. I can't wait to hear. And we brought you in for a very hearty category, one that only <laughs> me and you can really discuss, and I only trust you talking about. <sighs> this is Tea Time Relates to Other Ringer content, the Bachelor finale. Ooh. Amelia. Oh, my God. Wow. What a whirlwind this was. <laughs> it was, like, probably one of the worst seasons, and it just, it exploded. It did. Also, there's a lot of Bachelor content on TheRinger.com. Also, obviously, listen to Bachelor Party for Juliet mm-hmm. Lippman, and then Christina Schulman comes on. A lot of deep dives on the finale. This is more of just a condensed kind of WTF kind of category. Right. Yes, um, yes. And recapping the season as a whole. Okay, first up, who do you think the MVP of this most recent Bachelor season was? Oh, my God. There's, like, no— I mean, I know I know we're anti-Barb, but I will say she brought it. She's evil, but she brought it. She can't be your answer. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. Um, well, actually, you know what? Hannah Ann had some really spicy moments. She kind of pulled that out of nowhere. Yes, she is my answer as well. She's also like now really, really like, uh, what's the word when like you become kind of famous and then someone sits mm. you down and teaches you how to do press? She's become that person. <laughs> she was just 
on the Ellen show. She was like answering wow. these rapid fire questions. She's really doing it. She's got extensions. She's like a whole different person now. She um, did get extensions. But she's my answer as well. Like I cannot fault her. She's just fucking great. And I started off really not liking her. And Same. now, surprise, surprise, I'm team Hannah Ann. I won't follow her yet. Uh, I'll leave sure. that be. Uh, but yeah, go <laughs> Hannah Ann. Totally. And what did you think? I also think there should be some kind of a prize kind of for Kelly just because, you know, she made it out alive. People really liked her. People were rooting for her to become the bachelorette before it was like, Hey, Claire's going to be the bachelorette. Yeah. And then she had, she had a literal glow up when we saw her on the finale. Cause she was glowing. A lot of stuff happened to her physically. <laughs> <laughs> well, same with a lot of these women. That's like a run of the mill circumstance. But yeah, she looked quite different, but yeah, amazing. Really, really great. I actually yeah. had her as my least valuable player of this season because I thought she was going to be such a bigger deal this season than she really was. She like sure. glided by a couple of episodes. She was like the one where like he met her before and then she wasn't at the Women Tell All. So they were like, oh my God, what's up with Kelly? Where yeah. is she? Then she was at the final Rose taping and everyone's like, oh my God, some grand reveal. Is she going to be with Peter? What? And then there was nothing. There was no acknowledgement of it. Like she just sat there. Nothing. I wanted She more. literally did. That was so weird. And I guess she, someone commented on her Instagram saying, why were you at the final rose taping? And she was like, I don't know. LOL. Yeah. What? If you're going to garner my interest, you know, hold on to it for like longer than 30 seconds. I thought she was going to be a huge player and she just absolutely wasn't. She'll probably, she totally wasn't. I don't know if she'll even end up on Paradise because like, you know, she's an attorney, as we well are aware of. <laughs> yes. So, like, I don't know that she wants to be, you know, in Mexico drinking her sorrows away. I have no idea. She's my least valuable player. Yeah. And you know what? I will say she seems nice and she's relatable in that she just doesn't give two shits. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't really make for a very interesting person. Correct. You know? Correct. She's just, she's just there. She literally took a nap during one of the dates. So okay. it was like, okay, yeah, we stand, but also like you don't have a personality. It's fine. Right. And then obviously I'm not even going to touch on this woman, but obviously my <laughs> most disciple player is fucking Barb. Okay. No, I want you to go off on Barb. <laughs> I, I can't get over the disrespect <laughs> on national television that this that was woman wild. who is in, I don't know, her 50s or 60s. She's Going 62. back to her fucking 12-year-old self and calling out this poor girl on the spot incessantly. If I was Peter, I would disown my own mother. Well, and he didn't defend Maddie at all, really, which is no. insane to me. That was, wow. This brings us to the whole Maddie and Peter situation, which I feel like is the whole crux of like what everyone is talking <laughs> about with all these things wrapping up is like, A- are they together? B, like there's a lot of weird Madison theories going around out there. Yeah. I don't know if you've read the Bachelor Party Facebook group or like the best detectives yes. on the planet. There's like, <laughs> and like Nick Vial recently said that she like bought half her followers and then the other halves were saying like, Maddie thought Chris Harrison was visiting her to put her as the Bachelorette and not to reunite with Peter. And that's why she was oh. like disappointed. What are your thoughts on all this, Amelia? Wow. You know, I... <sighs> I could, you know, there have been a lot of timelines from people in the Facebook group and people in the bachelor party DMs and reality Steve, if you can stomach that. Um, <laughs> I do, uh, you know, that's hard. I, I think people genuinely like Madison. I know mm -hmm. you really like her and people on Twitter seem to really feel for her, obviously, because she was totally eviscerated by Barb. Um, <laughs> 
Like, Can I just say it's so much better that her name is Barb? It just I wouldn't know. hit as hard if they were like Diane crucified Maddie. It's just so good that it's, it's fucking so Barb. good. It's Barb. It's like not even Barbara. Barb. <laughs> I know it's just Barb. Um, yeah, no, totally. I think that she might have thought she would become Bachelorette because it is weird that Chris Harrison was there and yeah. whatnot. But I don't know. I think she's just as confused as the rest of us. I honestly have no idea if her and Peter are together. You know what? I think that's fair. I think it's fair to say that she might be as confused as everyone because also there's this weird Hannah Brown angle that like oh Hannah, my god that Hannah Ann brought up very very briefly oh right so I think Madison is just utterly confused like the rest of us I'm <laughs> obviously giving her the benefit of the doubt like we didn't see yeah. any other side than what were on our TVs so right um, I'm choosing to believe that like she maybe is going to try to make this work with Peter like she said on that final row ceremony but it's not looking good. Certainly not after <laughs> Barb, who's torpedoed this whole situation for everyone. Oh, seriously. And, she, and honestly, Madison, run. Just run. Run. Run far. Run um, far also, away. Amelia, did you see that Kim Kardashian was FaceTiming Chris Harrison on the night of the finale, being like, oh getting all God. the tea from Chris? It's like, <laughs> first of all, I had no idea that you watch this franchise. How do, how are you so busy and spend like fucking five hours a week on this stuff? And B, what do you think Chris Harrison told her? Whose NDA is stronger? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, oh my God. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I feel like Chris Harrison, because Kim is in the business of keeping everything locked tight, <laughs> yeah. can tell her basically whatever she wants. And do you remember when Chris and Maddie were speaking and she was like, I don't know if you can like tell me this. And Chris was like, yes. no, I can tell you anything. Tell me <laughs> yes. what. I'll answer. So he's just like very <laughs> trigger happy with his info. And I feel like Kim got totally. even more info than we were shown. But yeah, they had this whole party. Kendall was there. Kylie was there. What? They're fans of the franchise. Oh my God. This is... Okay, well, then they better be on next season. Oh, that's true. But do you think E and ABC are just like dueling it out as like dinosaur, you know, TV channels? Oh my God. That's so true. But, but they have like Wells is part of their like red carpet thing. True. Wait, also, Amelia, I'm just thinking about this on the spot. Do you think Kylie was fan of the show while Tyler C was on post or pre him hooking up with Saucy? Remember that connection? Yes. So I wonder if Kylie watched Tyler C through The Bachelor and kind of knew him from Hannah Brown's season and then now her best friend is hooking up with him or like was. That is honestly, yes. Yes. Oh, oh, and sorry. Okay, sorry. There's so many things coming to my mind right now. (laughs) Um, And Peter is from the Valley. (gasps) You're right. And didn't he go to Oaks Christian? I feel like that's very close to Calabasas. There's so many layers to this, Amelia. So many layers. I think... They must know each other somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, We're going to end this category. I know me and you, I'll just have to call you later to talk more about this because (laughs) it's just, there's too much to discuss in the five minutes we allot for this, but we're going to end looking forward to Claire Crawley's season. Wow. TBD if I'm going to tune in. I always get sucked in, but like, I hope that I'm I feel you. (laughs) What do you think about Claire's guys? Well, the thing is, they were clearly meant for Hannah Ann because yeah. most of these guys are in their late 20s or early 30s. The oldest dude is 42. Yep. Who they probably cast it at the last minute. <laughs> totally. 
They had to put at least one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he was on the like DD list, like somewhere I in the know. back of the file cabinet. Be like, where wasn't there one guy? Wasn't there that one guy with like <laughs> muscles? He was yeah. like 42, I think. I know. I was really disappointed because I thought it was going to be like a silver fox season. Me but we're too. Not Give us that. Peter Krause, please. God. Oh my Liz, <laughs> I will take this offline, but yes. <laughs> Okay, one last thing. And Tyler sees BFF Matt James. He's an early favorite. He's it's his time to shine. Move over, Tyler C. Like does Matt James nine one nine, whatever his Instagram handle is, <laughs> has been waiting for this moment for many, many months. It's actually unfortunate that Claire Crawley's the bachelor because maybe they have unexpected chemistry, but I don't see the two of them really like hitting it off too much. Same. He could have gone really far. I think he will regardless just because he I hope seems so. like a great guy. This is just the start of his Bachelor journey. I see Paradise. I see Winter yes. Games, Summer Games. There's yes. a lot in store for this guy. Honestly, I, I see front runner for The Bachelor. Yeah, me too. Also, it's only good for, I hate to say it, but the brand of like Tyler C. and Matt James. They're roommates yes. in New York City. They're oh very my good God. friends. They're all over Instagram. It just feels like they now could like spin something off. Like they'll have equal brand opportunities. This is yes. only good for business. Especially with uh, Tyler's Quibi show. Exactly. Will this cure the economy, Amelia? I feel like <laughs> we yes. may have just come up with the solution. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on, move on. Okay, next category is Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. There's actually some good news as I'm looking through this outline. Some good news and then we're ending in a really weird way. But first, the good. Jenna Dewan and Steve Kazee, who we've unexpectedly spent so much time on recently, they finally had their baby. So congrats to them. It feels like a very quick pregnancy, but only because she announced it. And then they started talking about it pretty late in um her pregnancy. Anyway, she posted on Instagram in a very dramatic fashion and said, and just like that, our hearts exploded into all of eternity and beyond. Uh, It's like beautiful black and white photo. Welcome to the world, you little angel. The name is Callum Michael Rebel Kazee. So kind of a a mouthful. Um, (laughs) And then Steve Kazee in an equally as dramatic fashion posted and said, in an instant, our universe burst wide open and nothing would ever be the same. Welcome to earth star child. Damn. That's a lot. I aspire to be this spiritually connected to myself and and Mother Earth. I'm simply not. I'll probably, when I give birth, just be like, oh my God, I did it. (laughs) I'm still alive. Yeah. But, um, you know, congrats to them. And maybe Jesse J is next. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping. Oh my God, am I hoping. Okay, next Um, one. Yes. So Jam Session talked about this, but just, you know, because I feel like my brand is very tied to the Ben Affleck name. I just want to mention that there there were more photos of him and... uh, Ana de Armas, who is just beautiful mm-hmm. and such a good actress. They're strolling down the beach of Costa Rica, looking pretty romantic, staring at each other, sneaking little kisses. He was being a diligent Instagram boyfriend, taking her pictures. Mm-hmm. I know you guys didn't really like it that much, but I was like, hell yes, my sweaty bloated king has found <laughs> his queen. <laughs> I think Tea Time is an adamantly against this only because we want Ana de Armas to just 
be a, a single powerful A-list powerhouse yeah. by herself and Ben Affleck who we just don't exactly know how to feel. I know, Amelia, you're sold on him. But we sure. didn't want this to happen. We were very skeptical. We were like, they're filming a movie together. They're just close friends perhaps. But these photos are damning. There's like a hand <laughs> on the lower hip. There's yes. like a shoulder and a shoulder. They are something for sure, right? They are something for sure. And I think this is only good for her career though. You know what? You're right. We got to take the the wins where we can. And you're right. This will only <laughs> exactly. catapult her further into where she belongs, which is in the spotlight. So you're right. I'm actually sold. I'm glad Kate's not here. So I can just say <laughs> we can be happy for this and move on. <laughs> okay. Next piece of relationship news. Once again, I'm extremely mad at Us Weekly because they <laughs> pulled me into their, their dumb clickbait. Okay. So this story is in regards to Russell Brand and Katy Perry. Okay. Katy Perry is pregnant with Orlando Bloom's baby. Katy mm-hmm. Perry and Russell Brand used to be together. And they actually were married for a time. So this article is stating that Russell Brand was like, you know, quoted like to be extremely happy and said something about this pregnancy. And I was like, wow, this is actually great info. This is him being a good guy. Maybe he commented publicly in some TMZ video, whatever. Us Weekly instead said this. The British actor who was married to the singer from 2010 to 2012 is, quote, still sad over his divorce from her and was heartbroken by it. A source exclusively reveals in the new issue of Us Weekly, quote, but he knows she will be an amazing mom. What? That, so their info came from a source <laughs> who they've quoted in their newest issue of the magazine. That's not a quote from Russell Brand. He didn't say anything about it. Oh my, okay, I'm sorry. This is, and this is my fault. I apologize because I put, I literally read the title and was like, oh wow, that's great. And I put it in the headline. Amelia, this is not your fault. This is Us Weekly's fault. <laughs> dragging us down to the depths as usual. <laughs> if he didn't come out and say anything in a quote or offhanded in an Instagram or even like throw a comment on there, you know what I mean? Wow. On her profile. Yeah. Don't make an article about it. We don't know how Russell Brand really feels. Who knows who this source is, you know? A hundred percent. They made it seem like he came to some event and was <laughs> yes. like, I think she'll be an amazing mom. Yes. And, and then Guess wow. what? It goes on. The article says that this <laughs> source, whoever it is, also told Us Weekly that John Mayer is happy for Katie and wishes her the best. So somehow this what? mystery source has insider info on both John Mayer and Russell Brand, who are two very different types of celebs, have no mutual friends. Like, there's no way this oh. source has access to them both. Source, you're a liar. Source, <laughs> I think this is Us Weekly's editor just scrounging around for scraps. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Do okay. Last one. I'm, I'm just trying to avoid getting to this last one, I'm but so I guess sorry. we must. Take it away, Amelia. I'm, okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm on Just Wait, Jared. Quickly. What? Quickly. Oh, quickly, quickly. I will okay. say this was only made for me and you to talk about. Like, I think with Kate there, we would have all combusted. It's only right. We are only allowing two people on a mic at the same time. That okay, is please, so continue. true. Continue. Okay. So on the Bella's podcast, which I know you're a huge fan of Obviously. because it's, you know, the Bella twins. Okay. Vanessa and Nick Lachey. Or I guess it was just uh, Vanessa Lachey. And she spoke about keeping their, you know, relationship sexy and alive. And she said that the secret is shower sex. And she said, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. She said, I love you, Nick. So I'm in the shower and I'm like, I have a full day. You have a full day. It's either now or never. The kids are at school. It happens. And then later that night, if you get like the cherry on top, great. But if not, we already did shower sex. I don't understand why people feel the need 
to say these things publicly. <laughs> I don't get it. Kelly Ripa, like oh, while we're talking about Kelly Ripa, does this quite a bit. Um, yeah, and it's she her does. choice. She has her own, you know, morning show and stuff. And obviously she has some agreement in her family that she can just say whatever the <laughs> hell she wants. But this is so weirdly personal for Vanessa Lachey to say about the couple who, before Love is Blind, the two, no one was talking about the two of them. No Maybe one. she's just trying to drum up some, like, press. Honestly, I could not believe yes. It. Well, and she, it's like, no one cares, Vanessa Lachey. You're not likable enough to pull this <laughs> off. I'm sorry. No one likes you. Amelia. Um, I'm sorry. I don't like her. Uh, but really, though, you suck and we don't care about your sex life. There's no better way to end this category. I think that's it. Okay, and then perfect. for the next category, we're bringing in Kate. Okay. And for the last category, as always, it's Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week. You guys, if you have questions, tweet us at Tea Time underscore 33. And I have brought the whole squad together for the last category. We have Kate and Amelia on the mic. Hello, guys. Woo. Hi. Hello. Okay. You guys, we have to bring all of our brains together to answer the following questions. Number one, are we in or out on celebrity couples matching their outfits? And I'm not talking about like on the red carpet or at some event and they like wear the same color or shade. I'm talking about like Zendaya and Jacob Elordi at a flea market <laughs> on a Sunday morning, literally color coding their entire outfits in or out. I'm out. It's too much. It's a no It's for way me. too much. <laughs> you guys. Okay. So they were just pictured. The reason why this came about was because at first I was like, oh, they look really cute together, like extra cute. And then I just took three seconds longer to look at the photo <laughs> and they're wearing the same shade of light wash jeans, a black sweatshirt, a very specific like deep blue colored hat, and then like the black accessories and shoes. It was, it's coordinated just enough where you have to like do a triple take on it because it, it doesn't look all that like noticeable but they've mm -hmm. been doing this a lot why I don't know and I think a lot of these couples when they step out they know they're going to be photographed by the paparazzi mm -hmm. and they I don't know what to look cute but like they've been doing this a lot um recently and I know some other celebrity couples have but it maybe it's just because they know they're going to be photographed together and they like mm. want to, but you know what it does? It actually makes them seem more fake. It seems more of like a structured kind of like before totally. publicity relationship. Yeah. Nobody matches with their boyfriend or girlfriend. Right. Right. I would. Think okay. So. Next one. <laughs> so weird. Sorry. Okay. Um, so I was like randomly on YouTube and you know how sometimes you just like watch these YouTube trailers just because they just come up. Does anyone else do that? Yes. Sure. Okay. But there was a trailer for the 2010 rom-com Life As We Know It starring Katherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel. And I was thinking, you know, this could have been such a <laughs> cute movie had they not gave away the entire movie in the trailer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was looking it up online because I was interested in it. And I was like, wow, Josh du Duhamel, what a, what a handsome guy. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed like kind of an interesting, fun story, but it didn't get very good reviews. It didn't go over too well. And so I was like, you know, what would be great if Netflix just put in a bunch of their money to remake some 2010 rom-coms. 
I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I actually, after you answered this uh, or asked this question, I looked up what else was released this year. This is 2010 and also (laughs) 2011. Very specific category of rom-coms. This is like the friends (laughs) with benefits, no strings attached. Mm. She's out of my league. Just go with it. Like all of these are in the same era. Also, Crazy Stupid Love made in 2011. I think that can stay untouched. I wouldn't like that to be remade. I agree. But my answer is, um, I think he's just not that into you. And I think it should be now modernized Ooh. because now we have like Hinge and Tinder and Snapchat opening. And like, there's a whole other world out there where guys show that he's just not that into <laughs> you. But now with technology. I love that. Kate? <laughs> I agree. I think the easy way to update all of these rom-coms and make people watch them again is just make them all gay. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that is such a you classic know? you answer, but I agree. <laughs> It just feels like I would watch any of these movies if any of them were like just like not boring heterosexual white couples. Yeah, um, I think you're right. So like Netflix, just like buy the rights to all of these like kind of bad ones. Yeah. Swap out Katherine Heigl for like anyone else. <laughs> make them gay, and I'll watch. But God, please don't cast Anna Kendrick in any of these. Uh, <laughs> please, God. Well. I mean, we can only have so many things, Liz. Please, God. Okay, so should we do the last one? Yes. This week, you guys talked about The Bachelor earlier, but the only thing I cared about in relation to The Bachelor this week was that Liz Kelly sent a tweet. Not a tweet that I forced her to send. Not a tweet that was just really insulting me personally. Not a tweet that she spent hours in our office going over punctuation, rewording, something that she felt like she had to send to hype up the ringer. No, this was a tweet from her heart. And it was all about her hatred for Barb. <laughs> and so I just feel like since I, you know, usually spend eight hours a day with Liz Kelly, we share an office and we're not going to be doing that for the, the time being. Mm-hmm. Should I force Liz Kelly to exclusively communicate with me via tweet for two weeks so that she has to create content in order to maintain a relationship? Look, I got a lot of positive engagement on that one tweet. Mostly were centered <laughs> around the fact that like, A, half the people didn't know that I had a voice be- or I was a person beyond like announcing Ringer podcast intros, <laughs> which like, cool, <laughs> hello world. And then B, everybody fucking hates Barb. But I'll say I tweeted this from my living room and I was watching with roommates and another friend. And my roommate also has tweet notifications for me. So she... All of a sudden, her phone blew up. She's like, Liz, you tweeted. And all of them turned to me. They were like, you tweet? I got like shat on, which is why I like to live in the shadows. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fun to tweet. <laughs> Ooh, yes, this is yeah, good. Welcome. I think that perhaps the, the worldwide quarantine will be what turns Liz Kelly into just like a content monster. You know what? Like, what else can we do a to content queen up to tweet? Like, this will be my <laughs> just like lifelong goal for the next two weeks is like find ways to force Liz. You know what you guys said I always really want to do and then I always delete them is I love polls on Twitter. Oh like, my God. <laughs> I like have always been tempted to just like, you know, cause I'm very curious about a lot of things. And then I'm like, no, it's so awkward if it would be like, you know, tweeted 10 hours ago and like six people voted. So no, there will be more that. than six people voting. I guarantee it. Yeah. People are bored right now, Liz. Everyone's online. Just send oh, out your bleed into Twitter. You guys, maybe. Yes. Scary. You should. Twitter and TikTok. TikTok Oh, well, yeah, let's not do TikTok. But um. (laughs) wait, let's plug all of our Twitters. Like in this 
this interim period when you're really bored. I'm at Lissy Kelly. I tweet about once a, a fiscal quarter. So, guys, she's really close to 5,000 followers. So you should all okay. Go and then you too. Yes. What are your Twitter accounts? I'm just at Kate Hallowell. And I'm at Amelia D E E W. You guys, they're very Great good Twitter followers. Don't do me, do them because next time no, I'll be do tweeting Liz is like ask her to yeah, do polls. Ask her to, to do polls. Be like, I will only follow you if you do polls. Okay, and you can also find us. <laughs> that I you will. can also find us at T time underscore thirty three. Okay, shall we wrap this up, you yes. guys? I miss you all. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Okay, this has been a very special episode of Tea Time, and I believe we'll be doing the same <laughs> format again next week. So thanks for bearing with us, and thank you so much to Kaya McMullen, who's going to just, like, have to wizard her way through this episode and God pull bless something her. <laughs> okay out. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Wash your hands. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. Bye.